welcome to the Friday Five, a series in which Leaps.org covers five announcements and research over the previous week that you may have missed. There are plenty of controversies and ethical issues in science, and we get into many of them in our online magazine. But there's also stories to be excited about, and this news roundup is focused on scientific work to give you a therapeutic dose of inspiration headed into the weekend. We start this week's Friday Five with a promising blood test for cancer. Blood tests have shown promise to detect late-stage cancers, but less advanced forms of the disease are tougher to pick up on, and that's when early detection can make an important difference in outcomes. Blood tests use harsh chemicals and mechanical processes that interfere with measurements of early cancers. But this week, researchers at the City of Hope Comprehensive Cancer Center announced they've designed a new test to predict which people have early forms of colorectal cancer. The trick here was designing the test to examine small RNA molecules that control how our genes are expressed. The study found 11 of these small RNA molecules occurring in higher rates when people have early onset colorectal cancer before age 50. Then the researchers honed in on four of these 11 molecules that were different enough from others that they could be detected in the blood. In two groups of people studied, the test had predictive values of 80% or above, and after tumors were removed by surgeons, the four molecules changed their expression, further suggesting there's a link. Colorectal cancer caused almost 52,000 deaths in 2020. But only about 50% of people who should get screened for this type of cancer actually get it because the it is colonoscopies, which people aren't crazy about. More research is needed to show that the new blood test works, but if larger studies pan out, it would meet a huge need. Next up, if you're feeling weighed down by your devices when exercising outdoors this summer, you'll be interested in a new patch designed by University of Massachusetts researchers that uses your own sweat to produce enough energy to power small electronic devices. It's made of a bacteria called g sulfuroducins that scientists previously knew could be used for electricity. The only problem being that you had to feed the bacteria to keep it alive. The UMass scientists figured out that they could make their biofilm work even when the bacteria were dead, and that pretty much took care of the feeding problem. The patch is as thin as a sheet of paper and is designed to use sweat evaporation to power up medical sensors in addition to people's personal electronics. It's not only lighter because of the super thin power source, but it'd also mean you never have to change batteries as long as you keep on sweating. The authors of the study, which was published in Nature Communications, say that if they can increase the size of these biofilms, they could eventually capture your rivers of sweat to fuel entire electronic systems like TVs and computers, which would give whole new meaning to streaming your favorite shows. On Wednesday, Yale scientists reported in the journal Nature that they were able to bring a dead pig back to life, sort of. The pigs had been dead for about an hour when the researchers used a machine to inject and pump a special sauce of pig rejuvenation into their bodies. The mixture included nutrients, drugs that reduce inflammation, and the artificial form of the protein from red blood cells, hemoglobin. Then the scientists sat back and watched something nearly miraculous unfold. Over six hours, cells in the pigs that had died in the preceding 60 minutes came back to life. Their hearts started beating again. Rigor mortis didn't happen. The pigs even moved around a bit, though these movements didn't seem to be directed by the brain and no oinks were reported. This isn't the Yale group's first foray into beating porcine death. Four years ago, they revived brain cells in dead pigs, and they hope that the new mixture in this research called Organex can eventually be used to help with repairing injured organs and preserve the health of organs post-death to multiply the number of people eligible for organ donations. As of right now, as many as 6 out of 10 would-be organ donors can't end up playing this critical role. 
And researchers in Spain have developed sensors that work with an app to measure the amount of chemicals in processed meats that could be cancer-causing. Meats like bacon and salami are typically processed with salts that help to preserve them and give more color and flavor. Once swallowed, these nitrates become nitrites, and in the stomach, they can become nitrosamines that have been associated with people getting cancer. But the amount of nitrates in foods can vary widely, and consumers have no way of knowing. That was the problem the researchers set out to solve, and they've created a sticker that goes right on your pepperoni with sensors made with a type of acid and certain molecules that react with the nitrites in the food, turning the film a deep yellow if there are a lot of nitrates. The scientists also made an app that people could use with their cameras on their phones to recognize the telltale shades of yellow that suggest removing the York ham from the vicinity of your mouth. The method had the same results as much more difficult to use and time-consuming ways of measuring nitrites in foods. Nitrites have been shown to be directly linked to stomach cancer and tumors in the gastrointestinal tract, among other problems. This tool could be your radar for these chemicals. And fifth up in this week's Friday Five, scientists in Israel have discovered that stem cells can generate structures that were 95% the same as real embryos, basically a placenta encircling the starting points of organs such as the heart and brain. Incredibly, this happened without any egg fertilization. Rather, the scientists applied certain chemicals to the cells, triggering genes that led to the growth of the placenta. But other cells managed to evolve without these chemicals. The study took place in mice, but the Wiseman Institute scientist who led the research, which was published in Cell, thinks this is a breakthrough for eventually finding new sources of cell and tissues for human organ transplants. And he started a company focusing on performing this same feat with human synthetic embryos. If this whole prospect is creeping you out, it might be reassuring to hear that this probably isn't going to happen anytime soon, as scientists know much more about mouse synthetic embryos than the human version. And an honorable mention for the Friday Five goes to researchers in Munich who have found that vitamin K plays an important role in preventing a certain type of cell death that's been associated with Alzheimer's and other degenerative diseases. In the study, cell biologists found that vitamin K1 and vitamin K2 could revive cells that had started to die. Cells can die in different ways, but the ones that vitamin K can seemingly rescue are affected by something called ferroptosis, in which iron in the cells plays a role in its breakdown. This research is important because it could lead to new uses of vitamin K in diseases where ferroptosis plays a role. Those are some of the stories leading the way in health science here in the early days of August. As always, please check out the leaps.org magazine online where you can learn about the latest and most important developments, such as this week, new robot noses for disease detection. Overall, the leaps.org platform looks at trends and innovations through the lens of rational optimism. You can find out what to be concerned about, but we also tell you which scientific breakthroughs are giving reason for excitement. Stay cool and have a great weekend.